Welcome to Cosmetics, your go-to girls for all things inner and outer beauty. You're joined, as always, by your hosts, Ella James and Caitlin Gregg. Hey! Hi! And boy, do we have something exciting in store for you. Have you ever thought about starting your own beauty brand? Well, we have, and that is why we were so excited to sit down with Raquel Boris, founder of Who is Elijah, and hear all about her entrepreneurial journey. This is such an interesting conversation when we learn all about how her gender-neutral perfumes are disrupting the fragrance world and what it really takes to start and scale a beauty business in today's society. So buckle up, guys. You're in for a treat. Also, we are giving away 10 of the Who is Elijah discovery sets in this episode. This means you'll be able to trial all of their perfumes and pick which one is for you. All you have to do is answer a hidden question in this podcast. The first 10 people to DM us on Cosmochicks on Instagram will win. So the hidden question is, how many times has Who Is Elijah sold out on Adore Beauty? You'll find the answer in this episode. First 10 people to DM us the answer will win the discovery set. So good luck. Well, after today, we might be a couple of perfumers as we have just been in the Who is Elijah warehouse making our favorite scents. Yeah. So we have Raquel, the female founder of the luxury gender neutral beauty brand Who is Elijah today joining us. Welcome. Hi, ladies. Hi, everyone. It's so good to be here. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for showing us around your warehouse today. It was so amazing to see how successful you've been (laughs) in such a short amount of time. Yeah, it's um, it's it's always fun showing you know people to like welcome them into the warehouse to show them how we actually do it because everyone you know is like how do you actually put a perfume yeah. together and it's something that you know took us a while to learn and um mm-hmm. obviously teaching a new employees every day how to do it and everyone's always so surprised with how you actually put a perfume together. Yeah, you must feel proud being like I built this. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know it's a collective like all the girls that a lot of the girls have been with me from the start so. You know, every day, I think you saw us today putting together new packaging. So it's a, it's really every, everyone every day building it together. So um, it's not just me. A nice team effort. Yeah. yeah. Well, I must say, it's very inspiring from our end. So we're very excited to sit with you, learn all about your brand, but also the business side of things. So yes. what Fun it's, stuff. <laughs> yeah, what it's yeah. like to be a female founder creating a successful brand in today's day and age. Yeah. <laughs> Lots to tell. <laughs> so before we get into things, we'd love to know where did the name Who Is Elijah come from? <laughs> um, it's a funny little story. So um, I'll give the shortened version because it is a bit of a long-winded one. Um, so I originally, when I first came up with the idea and we're putting the, you know, how to actually do make a perfume together, I originally had a business partner, um, a really good friend of mine, and he suggested the name should be Raquel and Elijah for the company and the brand. I didn't personally love it. I didn't I never wanted to use my name for it. Um, anyway, that didn't work out between him and I. Um, we're still really good friends, but um, I decided to take the company on by myself. And then one day I just said, who is Elijah? Because his name actually wasn't Elijah. <laughs> um, and it just kind of stuck. And I it always wanted the company and brand to not be a cliched perfume name. Like, we're not in France. We're in you know, Bondi Beach or Sydney. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I really liked it. Everyone loves it. No, yeah. I like it. It's really stand out. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> and let's take it one step back. So before you even got to the name, yes. what inspired you to start the business? 
So back in 2017, I went to Coachella with a group of my friends and the the friend I was just mentioning who we originally started the business with, he brought a friend um, to join us on our trip and she smelled incredible. And it was, I asked her what she was wearing and it was just this little like bottle of fragrance oil that she found backpacking in India and it was just the most, I still have them actually at the office, I should have shown you. And I started, I ended up purchasing it online and wearing it back at home and around Bondi and I had complete strangers coming up to me saying like what perfume are you wearing and I just kind of had a light bulb moment how do you actually make a perfume maybe I can yeah. make it because mm-hmm. um, at the time I was working um, in a corporate and like very corporate job as an executive assistant to CEO and CFO of a luxury hotel group wow. so very wow. different so I think you know I kind of got the business skills from there that's mm-hmm. where I've learned a lot that I've transferred over to who is like now but yeah that fateful trip to Coachella nearly five years ago and do you mind if I ask which perfume did you make one no the same as, oh, you didn't I, I tried I did try but it was just so complex and I, I took it to the perfumer um, who I still work with to this day who's created all of our fragrances with me they just said like I don't know what is in this it's like it's so it was so exotic and it was it's so strong you can have three showers and still smell it on your skin wow. it was an oil fragrance though so mm-hmm. a little bit different but yeah along the way I started, I started getting really interested in how you actually make a fragrance and um, we ended up making our now fragrance his her and oh, launched that one. in October 2018. So it was a long process at the start. A lot of, you know, Googling and just how the bloody hell do you make fragrance and what works with what. And it took me a while to find my now perfumer as well. Mm. Yeah. And one question mm-hmm. that we like to ask everyone coming on the show is, what is one goal or change that you are implementing this year to be your best you? Um, well, I just had a baby five weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. You look great. Yeah. Um, so, um, my go- it's actually funny you ask this. Adam is very big on goals. My husband, who is also the CEO, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. of who is Elijah. We got the team together a couple of weeks ago and said, let's all put some personal goals on the whiteboard and keep each other accountable for it. I each saw quarter. those, actually. Did you see them? Yeah, yeah really, really, really sweet. cute. And the girls actually, like, they loved it. So, my goal, if you probably saw it on there, it was to lose five kilos and it to break it down it um adam sort of said like you know how are you gonna that's good to have a goal but how are you gonna get there so it's like well i need to start walking every day and start going to the gym so that's sort of my goal um my personal goal and then business goals i mean i've got lots of business goals maybe go. maybe you want to join the 75 hard with us yeah i know i have been watching you guys do it i think i might do it <laughs> Well, moving on to specifically about the brand, who is Elijah? Could you explain your fragrance range? It's I think all fra- all of the scents are very different to each other. I don't think we've crossed that similar fragrance yet. Like having two fra- uh, two fragrances that are similar. So I would start with that. Oh, I mean, they're sexy and they're not too girly. I think we more definitely on the more masculine side except for our her her i disagree yes. i think her her is quite oh, masculine really? okay. yeah i smelled it my ex used to wear one that smells like very, very similar. similar okay i love the smell but i definitely don't think it's okay well, that's good very to know female. yeah well i would say uh, when so her her was our second fragrance and i'm uh, kind of wanted to be that more f- like a feminine twist on mm. the fragrance i think so i mean they're fragrances that i would only personally wear like I don't think I could create a fragrance that I wouldn't personally love and wear I I mean Mm -hmm. you know a fragrance 
might not be for all year round, but I think we're we're definitely creating that fragrance wardrobe for every season, every country, every occasion. I have a question on that, and sorry, this is diving a little into the business, which mm-hmm. we'll dive more into later, but how does the international fragrance markets change? <laughs> So we only just started to cross into that international market. So New Zealand we um, is quite similar to Australia, but the US obviously we have opposite seasons. So we're only just starting to navigate that now. But yes. <laughs> do, do people universally like the same kind of scent? I think though? so. I think ours are very all year long fragrances except for possibly our haze it is quite a, a winter scent like it's that very mm. smoky fire smell so I personally wouldn't wear haze during summer I navigate more to like my her her or mm. my muse and mm. my now nomad um whereas haze I think is very winter or like sexy date night mm. I love haze I've been wearing yeah. it. I've been wearing it all summer actually Have yeah. yeah I mean it's yeah. such like Fragrance is such a personal affair, isn't it? Like but, everyone's got their own preferences. But I feel like for me, and I was talking to EJ about this this morning because we were just looking at some TikToks online, yeah. and some girls have huge um, collections. collections. Yeah. And I, in my bathroom, I've got max three fragrances. Yeah. But I and because oh, yeah, yeah I, well, no, yeah. But I also like that people, you know, my scent. Like yeah. I like that yeah. I wear a scent, and people know that scent is me. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so I like only use one, but. How, do, you, do you jump around a lot or do you kind of stick to one? Uh, I think because when we're creating a new fragrance, I'll only wear that fragrance for like three or four months before we launch it. That's usually how long we've had it. Before, and then we're starting to do all the other little bits and pieces before launch. But at the moment, I'm, I shouldn't say it. It's like having a favorite child, but Nomad is my go-to day and night at the moment. I'm just obsessed with it. Well, that answered my next question. What's your favorite <laughs> fragrance? It's Nomad at the moment. Um, it was the hardest one to make. It was the longest process, but it was well worth all the blood, sweat, and almost tears. I think I did cry. Getting it perfect because I love it. Um, but, I mean, I wear them all religiously. Yeah, well, that was Caitlin's pick today as well. Yeah. yeah. So hand-picked and packaged it myself. <laughs> and do you layer any of the scents? I I get a lot of customers telling us that his, her and Hayes go incredibly together. Mm. I personally have never been a fragrance layerer, but in but in saying that, when we're at the office in the warehouse, because it's, we're surrounded by it, we are layering it without like subconsciously doing it. So yeah. I think they all go together, but... Um, yeah, that, that doesn't really answer your question. <laughs> I feel like it's big Tom Ford energy, the layering, because he used yeah. to sell the little ones where you like you buy a few and they'd like recommend them to go together. Okay. So I think that kind of started the... To layer them together. Yeah, yeah. the layering. <laughs> <laughs> and being gender neutral, um, which we love, um, I think, yeah, we've definitely shared our perfumes with... Yeah. I don't want to say men. significant yeah, I don't want to say men we've had around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Boyfriends, partners, significant others. Dads. Caitlin's one night stands. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you know what sort of market share? Like how many males are purchasing from the brand or it's it's hard to really know because obviously we know from our online it's more female dominant, but there is a lot of male, but you know, females you know, they're buying for their significant others, their dads, their one-night stands, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, 
50% of our company is via wholesale, so we don't have all of the data, so Mm -hmm. unknown. And what's the best way to actually go, like, pick your scent without, I guess, going into... Into a store. Yeah, wait, do you sell in-store? Yeah, Yeah. as well. Yeah, so we have just over 200 stores within Australia, New Zealand, and the US. I was going to say, I feel like I saw it at, like, a beautician or, like, a smaller kind of store do you sell like to yeah so we've got a, like a big range of um like type of stock it's like um, oh. i guess so um you know we're in the david jones mm. we're a uh, dog beauty which is online um we're in the high and boutiques we're in some hotels we're in beauticians we're in um like cosmetic clinics we're kind of like we're kind of everywhere because it's a it's a product i guess that you know people you need to set the smell a mm, fragrance, I think, mm. and the, which is why online, as being an e-commerce business, we have our discovery set, which holds out each of our fragrances in a two mil vial. The customer purchases it online, and they get a follow-up email with a discount to then go and purchase the full-size fifty mil or hundred mil bottle. Mm-hmm. But having it in store as well, it's a good little like discover, like think something to discover. I think totally, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it kind of like you're going to buy an outfit. I think it's like the perfect. And your outfit is like the fragrance that you put on before you head out the door. Yeah, totally. And in a world that has so mm. many fragrances, mm. how would you describe who is Elijah and what sets it apart from all the different scents out there? Um, so I think, you know, we're that niche little brand, you know, I like, we're filming this today from my two-year-old's toy room, in, <laughs> you know, the Sutherland Shire. We're, we're not one of those mass, you know, brands corporations you know you saw today like the team of girls in the warehouse we hand fill every bottle which is you know the tom fords aren't doing i'm sure yeah no way and that's something that we are going to keep in the business for as long as we possibly can we are vegan and cruelty free i'm not going to name names but a lot of those mass brands they still test their cosmetics on animals which is just it's insane mm. um yeah and, and you know whenever we sell a perfume i'm that person that's doing a happy dance on the other end like yeah. <laughs> when you break down what's actually in the product we're not that different to also the other brands that are are not testing on products but you know when you look at it the ingredients on our perfumes they're very similar to the ingredients on a 400 dollars bottle that you can also buy that smell quite similar so mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it comes down to like our, our ethics and our brand the and ethos, yeah. the ethos and the people behind it. And yeah, we actually had that question come through from one of our audience, mm. and I feel like he sort of just touched on it then. Mm. But like the difference between the super expensive perfumes and the like more affordable perfumes, it's the brand, it's the brand. I, it's, yeah. I, think it, I think a lot of the times it comes down to the brand, mm-hmm. you know, they've been around for a long time, and you know, they're that brand that has a hefty price tag and that's just what they're known for and mm. you know I, I dare say they're making their perfume for a lot cheaper than we are oh. but I just think it's a branding thing yeah, yeah. and yeah. I must say that's something that when we first smelt the perfumes we loved about them mm. was that we likened them to some perfumes that we already yeah. had like I, one of them I found quite similar to one of the Tom Ford perfumes yeah. I had and Haze reminded me of my Lalabo Santel yeah but it's like a fraction of the price tag which is <laughs> yeah. amazing yeah. And such beautiful branding as well. Mm. Like, we just, yeah, it was, it's such a classic kind of the black and everything yeah. that symbolizes. So that's a, one of the reasons we're so excited to get yeah. you on the show because oh, it's so impressive with the brand you built. Wow, thanks. And yeah. something we wanted to dive into more now mm-hmm. is the business side of things. 
fun stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we should have brought Adam here. He knows all the business stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we obviously went behind the scenes with you and filled yeah. our own perfume bottle, um, which is all done by hand. But we'd love you to just give a quick explainer to our listeners about how you guys operate from the you know perfume getting made to yeah. packaging to the customers. I still say that we're a startup and we're still you know we're still an infant and we've got a long way to go. But we've got. 12 employees, I'll paint a good picture of, I guess, the business. So we've got 12 employees, including myself and my husband, 10 girls and two males. So it's very female dominant, which is amazing. So you start, I guess, downstairs in the warehouse. So um, everything is hand filled. So we get our bottles are all sourced and um, imported from Spain from the biggest European perfume bottle supplier I think mm-hmm. is it the cool. tagline our actual the liquid of the fragrance is made here in Sydney in Auburn actually it's about 40 minutes from our office and warehouse so we go and pick it up once a month and so the girls in the warehouse they'll hand fill they lay hand label and package every bottle and then we distribute from there as well so that's for our online orders and our our big bulk orders for our wholesale upstairs is where all the magic happens and the operation so we we have our influencer manager who's in charge of reaching out to our the influencers and the wider market on instagram to Mm -hmm. you know we have to get the brand out there i guess and it's you know when you don't have those big marketing budgets it's you know just getting it into people's hands really and then Lily you met today who's new to the team of she actually started in the warehouse but she's now moved upstairs she's now starting out looking after our TikTok mm-hmm. which I've got no idea how to do <laughs> I feel ancient I'm only really 27 <laughs> I know I'm like I'm 27 and I'm like I just feel so out of depth when it comes to all of that fun stuff yeah did I answer your yeah, yeah, that pretty much gives a, a picture. A broad overview, yeah. yeah. And so it gets, yeah, as we saw, it gets hand-filled and then you screw the little top in and press it in. Yeah, so you got to crimp it so that um, the liquid actually stays in the bottle and the collar to make it look nice and then a nice, beautiful matte black lid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bottles are, uh, are washed and then hand-labeled um, and then placed into their beautiful black packaging. Yeah, the packaging is beautiful. That was a much better answer. <laughs> <laughs> And how do you actually go from when you first had this idea to making it happen? Because I think that step can be yeah. quite overwhelming, especially yeah. if you don't have or you you had a bit of a business background. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who's listening and maybe has no idea mm-hmm. on who to talk to, where to go, yeah. like, what what did you do? Oh, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it was only like four years ago. Look, Google, Google, Google. Research, research, research. Like, you, you know, I... I Listening to um, Priscilla actually from Bag and Body's podcast, I listened to it to a few times. She researched for two years mm-hmm. before even starting to create the product, which is I have no patience. I felt I, I researched as I was creating the the product, but a, a lot different, I think, as well. So I th- I think like reaching out to people that you know, reaching out to people on Instagram. Like I've reached out to so many people that have no idea who I am just to ask for help, and it's crazy the amount of people are just so happy to lend their time lend their resources lend their knowledge and like share their experiences and share their do's and don'ts I mean the worst you're going to get is a no response or a no sorry I don't have any time podcast I got into listening to podcasts when I started looking into the building it and I it's invaluable the lessons that you can learn from listening to podcasts and we know that you now have over 100 stockists globally. What approach did you take to sort of achieve this distribution and spread? Yeah, um, 
sending perfume to the stores. So I started like looking at uh, like the smaller boutiques that are around my area. I would just go into store with my perfumes and introduce myself and say, hey, like these are my perfumes. I hope you love them. I would love to stock in there. And, you know, nine times out of ten, we got told yes, which was amazing. But um, also growing too fast is also hard mm. but you know it's a it's a learning curve but yeah just you know get getting your product in front in the hands of the people that you want to talk to did you start with the e-commerce approach and then go into the store or was it kind of at the same time? kind of at the same time so i built the e-commerce side and the website and the product first and then oh, it, it I, I, memory is very bad but i want to say very soon after i started approaching stores because it was very hard to yeah. sell a perfume yeah you need it in yeah in people's hands you need it in people's hands yeah mm, totally now you told me back at the warehouse that in october you were three years old yes. and that is incredible the amount of success that you have already had <laughs> particularly scoring onto door beauty how did that happen i'd love to hear um, that was just over a year ago. So December 2020 is when we got the go-ahead from them. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big achievement. And like, still to this day, when we get orders from them, I'm like, pinching yeah. like, It's just so nice. We sent them perfume. We have a very beautiful like brand DNA that we've, you know, put together and it, you know, grows over the year and it, over the years. And it, it's just very aesthetically pleasing. And it has all of the information that, you know, the people that are, you're giving them the answers before they even ask the question. Mm. And you mentioned getting the perfume into the hands of the right person. Is that difficult? Like, who are you looking on LinkedIn for the right person and yeah. trying to send stuff to the office? Or? Yeah, LinkedIn, finding, you know, the, the beauty buyers in my case is, you know, the fragrance buyers or the beauty buyers. Um, just doing a lot of stalking <laughs> um, on LinkedIn, finding them on Instagram, following them so they, they see your brand, you know, on Instagram as well. And then sending to the office, you know, it's very easy to find where to send it as well. But you, it's always good to address it to the correct person. Yeah, Can I just really. add, who is Elijah actually sold out four times on Adore Beauty? Yeah. It's like <laughs> incredible. Crazy. And yeah. I've especially as being a perfume online because yeah. it can be hard to navigate. Yeah. And I've also heard that going into places like Adore Beauty and Mecca can sort of make or break you because if it doesn't like latch, if mm. people don't latch onto the product and it doesn't sell. I know, it's so scary. No, <laughs> well, no you're, you're on the other end. end. I know, yeah. we're the same thing now. But Adore, I mean, like, I've got to hand it to them. They're like the most incredible company to deal yeah. with. Like their team is so beautiful. I did a podcast with Kate Morris a couple months ago and I just had to like congratulate her on her team. Like it's always been such a beautiful experience. And, you know, they've got the the big marketing team behind them and, you know, they really only talk about products that they really love. And when they started talking about who is Elijah and, you know, would liken us to some of those more expensive brands, um, it just it took off and it hasn't stopped. Touch wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get a little bit into the entrepreneurial journey. Yes. Um, so could you kind of talk us through what some of the biggest challenges you've faced have been? Yeah, from the start, and honestly, we still tackle them to this day. Logistics, like, I, you know, I, I think I've said like 10 times in the past two weeks, it's we're not a perfume company anymore. It feels like we're a logistics company. And, it, mm. and I think a lot of that has to do with um, COVID that naughty C word that everyone's over talking about, (laughs) you know, because of all of the freight issues worldwide and globally that are still going on to this day, it was the, the pricing of sea freight and air freight just like 
ten tenfold. You know, I, I could probably buy a house outright by the air freight that we spent the last year. That's, you know, just navigating problems that, you know, pop up and, you know, just dealing with it. Like, you can't just throw it in the towel because you've got employees, you've got payroll to pay. And, and then I think, like, just the finance side of things, like, like, fast growth is really exciting, but if you can't keep up with the inventory and actually have a product to sell, that can also damage your company if you can't keep up with it mm. luckily we're managing it but by the skin of our teeth I think they're the two biggest problems and then I think just hiring employees and finding the right people and knowing what roles that you actually need to hire because mm. if you hire those more senior roles that you think that you need but you don't actually need and then you have to let those people go to be drained yeah. it's like and I we went through that last year with two roles and they were actually two of my really good friends so mm. I'm going to say that was the hardest thing I've had to deal with I just got goosebumps talking about it mm. but um yeah it just but you, you gotta learn and learn learning from your mistakes yeah mm. I work at a startup actually and yeah. they they got like one or two senior people then they kind of built built mm. like the first basis of the company with grads and then when they got more funding they spread out but it yeah. was very much like one person like looking after a bunch of grads because yeah. it was like you need to build mm. build the business with like cheap labor and, yeah. and or do it yourself or do it <laughs> like yourself. you have to do it yeah. yourself for as long as possible like at the end of last year um you know because of covid and all the cases and everyone having to isolate at home we had no staff in the warehouse pretty much for the you know the couple of weeks leading up to christmas which is our biggest couple of weeks of the year mm. yeah so i was nine and a half months pregnant feeling oh my gosh. We, and because stock issues we got our finally got our shipment of stock that we had so many on back ordered i think we had to fill like 700 bottles in one day <sighs> and myself adam and two, two of our employees were there and we did it all in one day and it was i cried when i got home because i was just in pain but oh um my just gosh. Oh, well, these are the stories that are going to yeah, pick up yeah, the no. and, <laughs> no. and I guess conversely, what are some of the biggest highlights of the journey for you? Today? Yeah, we've got all the names out yeah. of the way. Um, so Adult Beauty is one of the biggest highlights definitely yeah, um, today. Um, I still smile about it. Just recently, we launched on Free People, uh, with Free People in America. Oh, that's oh, yeah, congrats. Really cool. Um, so we're starting to kind of build in America now, which is great. What about mm-hmm. Urban Outfitters? That's We're on Urban. Oh, you are already yeah, on oh Urban. God. Yeah, just on their online at the moment. Because mm-hmm. you, your brand strikes me as one that was Yeah, so um, that was one of the first sort of bigger retailers in the US that we had. Actually, I was just telling the girls at work, I was watching, um, I'm addicted to the Real Housewives shows, oh, yeah, all yeah. of the shows, and I was watching Real Housewives of Miami on Saturday, and I started screaming screaming because the film crew and the girls were all in a store in Montauk called Wild Blue and our fragrances are in there oh and you could God. see my perfumes in there oh. and I was like Adam, Adam, Adam but that, you know, that was really cool um, yeah. but I mean honestly just when I'm out and about and I can smell someone wearing my perfume I'll go up to them and say excuse me I'm what perfume are you wearing and when they say it's my brand I'm like oh my god that is my perfume like I am who's Elijah and they're like oh my god like just that's so cool and yeah. I still can't believe that people buy my perfume and wear it and love it and you know we get customer service emails and dms on instagram all the time saying that they they used to wear x another perfume and they've now replaced it without perfume I'm like wow like that's like a you know a big brand to you know essentially get um 
not be that's not the right nice word but you know someone to choose out my perfume over yeah yeah mega perfumes is cool yeah no, it's very touching when someone yeah. likes your brand we've um <laughs> I, I was out at the ivy one night and someone came up to me and said i listened to your podcast oh, and i was yeah. <laughs> so it's like pinch me moments yeah, yeah. <laughs> And what would you say has contributed to the success of your company's growth? Um, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he is the structure. He's the he's a real entrepreneur. I just kind of learned from him. But obviously, my team is incredible. My customers, like my I don't like calling them customers, but you know, like our our loyal who is Elijah wearers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much that goes into success, and you hear about that overnight success, and it just does not exist. It's you know, it's everything. Yeah. Luck favors the prepared. Yes. <laughs> and what advice do you have for someone who might be listening and is inspired to start their own brand? Just do it. Don't wait for perfect. You know, do your research. Be confident in what you're putting out there, whether it's a service or a product. But don't wait for perfect because I we're still doing updates to our packaging t- today. So. I'll give the girls, you girls, a photo about my first packaging that I launched with, and it's it's horrible, but, you know, people still fell in love with it, and it's, you know, yeah, don't wait for perfect. And what's next for Who's Elijah? Yeah. Can you tell us any dirty secrets? Yeah, well, we're we... We're at- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where my mind's at. Stuff about one-night stand comments. <laughs> what's next? Um, what isn't next? We were actually meant to launch a perfume in... March, but we've actually pushed it back to October just because it's such a beautiful summer fragrance. And I think my my thought process behind it was I'll like that fragrance to hold on to you know the never-ending summer. But it was silly, and I just need to launch it closer to summer. So I'm launching it closer to summer. So that's exciting. But then we'll launch another fragrance probably the end of June, maybe early July. It's a very beautiful winter fragrance very sexy mm-hmm. and then we are working on our a body range which is ready to go but again it just comes down to finances and making sure that you can actually support the product development and launch so um we're hoping that will be mid middle of this year and then candles which is our oh, yeah. most requested Ooh. product i know i've actually got the samples outside here i can show you but um they're not perfect yet but we're getting there so um yeah, no really dirty secrets. We talk about it on Instagram all the time. Yeah, how exciting. <laughs> yeah, well now to our fun little section yes. called Mythbusters. We like to find Ooh. some common <laughs> thoughts about different topics and kind of get the expert mm-hmm. to give us the true answer of whether it's right or wrong. So the first one is about where you actually apply your perfume. We asked our listeners because we were curious <laughs> as to where, where that was. So 31% said clothing, but the rest of the 69% actually said on the skin. Mm. Firstly, where do you apply your perfume? And we had a few say hair. Oh, yeah, and then we had a lot of messages saying, why spray in my hair? Yes, well, I am am very unconventional. I spray in my hair, my clothes, and on my skin. I like it in my hair because, I don't know, my my hair's quite long, and I like when I'm walking and I can, my hair kind of goes past my face and I can smell it and I just think it's nice. But a lot of people will say that's a big no-no because obviously perfume does have a, quite a lot of alcohol in it and it can dry out your hair. So definitely not recommending it to people. Um, but that, that goes into backtracking that um, we are looking to um, 
eventually doing a proper hair mist of mm. our fragrances as well. I like it on my clothes because when I go and put on that blazer that you know you don't wash every time you wear and you put it on you can still smell your fragrance. I think that's really nice. And then skin, you should put on your pulse points, which I do, but also people's skin reacts differently to perfumes. Some people's skin don't actually hold fragrance, so they may prefer to put it on their clothes and their hair. Yeah, we also heard that it may be more susceptible, make your skin more susceptible to sunburn, but we're yet to test that with a dermatologist. <laughs> yes, please leave it to the real that's expert. A that's a, well, that's so, that's so far, yeah, just a myth. We'll leave that in the myth column. Yeah. Myth number two is... Does perfume have an expiry date or shelf life? Yes and no. So it really comes down to where you're storing your fragrance. A lot of brands, um, I actually notice when I'm looking into them, they don't actually put an expiry date on their packaging. Whereas we do, but it's really up to where you're storing your fragrance. You should store your fragrance in your fridge. Definitely keep it out of the sun. Yeah, we've heard about storing... Uh, perfumes in the fridge does mm-hmm. that prolong the yes shelf life yes it keeps the like the temperature stable it's like a stable environment and it's dark and it's cool that's actually funny because i went camping last week and i left my perfume in the car mm. and then i came back to the car and i went to spray it and i was like i swear it's like did it go funny i think it's changed yeah. the profile of the smell yes. it also could disintegrate it right if you left it out in the heat Possibly, yeah, yeah. and definitely change like the it will probably even change possibly change color, uh, especially when it's been so hot lately. I was as kicking well. myself. Oh. <laughs> I'll send you a new one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've also answered so perfume should be sprayed in your hair. You're saying false, but true. I don't want to say should, but I personally find that it does really hold the scent in my hair. Mm-hmm. But yes. And there are certain hair perfumes that you can buy. Yeah. I should do that. Oh, you said you were. Yeah, we're definitely looking into it, but it's just like a whole other ball game. (laughs) And finally, you shouldn't rub fragrance on your skin between, you know, when people go like those two. So you dab, don't, what's the saying? Dab, dab, don't rub. Dab, Mm. don't rub. Yeah, I think when you're rubbing it, you're you're almost dulling the fragrance instantly. Yeah, so So just tap. Just, yeah, just gently I feel like tab. that's with everything, like skincare. Yeah. No one's rubbing anymore. No one's it's rubbing anymore. about the dabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you got to yeah. dab it across the face, everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that was an incredible interview. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. For everybody that is listening and wants to learn more, where can they find you and who is Elijah? Yeah, well, um, our website, whoiselijah.com.au. On Instagram, we are at whoiselijahparfum. We are in, um, you can search our stockist listing on our website to find a stockist near you. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us. We um, really learned a lot and it was a fun episode because we don't usually go behind the scenes yeah. of businesses. Oh, anytime, so, thank you, ladies. We're massive fans and yeah, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week on Cosmetics. <laughs> Please be advised that we are not medical practitioners and that some guests may have different perspectives from ourselves and what our brand stands for. You should always consult your medical practitioner with regards to cosmetic products and procedures and whether they're suitable for you individually, as we will not be held liable for any misinformation.